You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's going on, folks? This is JR of CBS Sports Radio, host of the JR Sport Brief Show. And I want to welcome you to the very first episode of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. Every week, we're going to have a chat with a different Special Olympics athlete. We want to learn their stories, their backgrounds. More importantly, we want to encourage you to be more inclusive in your communities, at home, and everything that you do. And our very first guest, Renee Manfredi. She's a global messenger for Special Olympics. She's a multiple sport athlete. She's a gold medalist. And she's done amazing things in a community. And she continues to push forward. And don't just take my word for it. Let's go ahead and listen to Renee. I want to welcome everybody to the first edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast. My name is J.R. Jackson of the J.R. Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And right now I'm being joined by Renee Manfredi. She happens to be a Special Olympics athlete. She is a global messenger for Special Olympics. And Renee, I got to tell you, I am thrilled that you're here with us on the very first episode. We're going to talk about your, your background and who you are, what you currently do. So first of all, Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me here. I can't wait to share my story. Now, absolutely. I think as a big start, you have such an amazing background and and so many different life experiences. Let's start off with what you currently do. People think about Special Olympics and they go, okay, this is a one-off event. People don't realize that there are Special Olympics events that take place year-round in every state, in every city. And you happen to be a global messenger for Special Olympics. What does that work entail for you? What does a Special Olympics global messenger do? Thank you for asking. A global messenger is a public speaker. It's part of the athlete leadership program. In that training, you learn how to put a speech together. You learn what public speaking is, how to present. You also learn the three parts of a speech, which is the opening body and closing and you have to learn how well, who your audience is that's really key sometimes speeches you give are thank yous some of them are encouraging speeches like we want to encourage you to continue to support and sponsor us that's what a global messenger is that's the role absolutely and when we thought about this podcast and and everyone agreed on the name agents of inclusion we can think about the word agent it's someone who helps bring about change as someone who helps move things uh, forward. And we want everyone listening to be an agent of inclusion, an agent of change. When I say Special Olympics, what comes to your mind? What is Special Olympics to you? 
Special Olympics to me is, well, acceptance. My whole life, I was, as I like to say, stuck on the outside looking in, feeling alone, like I was the only person in the world that was different. And then Special Olympics opened its doors and it was a whole new world for me. I was greeted with hugs, warm embraces, love, encouragement, support, and opportunity. And those were things that I never experienced on the outside. Well, let's talk about that, Renee. If we go back, your dad served in the Navy for a long time. So you're, you're a military kid, right? Yes, I am. And bouncing around, where, where are some of the places that you lived? I know a long time in Hawaii, you're currently in Texas. Where are some of the other places that you've lived? I had the opportunity to live in the Middle East, the Kingdom of Bahrain, for four and a half years. I've lived in Rhode Island, pretty much a couple of states on the mainland. But I would say of the places that I lived, Bahrain was the most unique. And then there's Hawaii. From those two places, I learned what diversity is. There's so many different cultures and you just, you fall in love with it. There's where inclusion comes in. Absolutely. And it, it's difficult for anybody to, to travel around that much and make new friends and go to different schools and, and just be in different environments. I always say that experience is the best teacher when you get to meet different people, but that would also come with its challenges. What was it like trying to meet different teachers and classmates? How was that experience for you? Most of my teachers were eager to work with me. However, there were those that were that took a look at my IEP and they weren't keen on the idea of working with me at all. So classmates were a challenge. I was what you would call mainstreamed my whole life until my senior year in high school. But it was a challenge. There were those that wanted to be my friends, but there were those who made fun of me, ignored me, talked over me, and it was tough. It was really, really tough. The only thing I had to go on was my faith, and that's what kept me going. Without it, I probably would have given up a long time ago. Well, I, I, I can speak for all of our, our listeners here. I'm glad that you, you didn't give up because I think as people are going to learn here, you are a major inspiration. You've spoken openly about living and, and having autism, and you've talked about how people will talk to you and they don't even believe it. It'll just kind of brush it off and say, oh, you'll be OK or, or, or you'll be fine. What is that like trying to be like in, in the middle where you're trying to tell people about your experience and they kind of brush you off? It's frustrating and it's kind of makes me wonder, well, what's the point of me sharing this disability that I have that you can't see or hear, but it's there. And what's the point of me advocating for myself if you're not going to give me the support that I need or even believe me for that matter? It's a real struggle. So as you you went through your school years and then you you moved into being an adult, where was that introduction for you with Special Olympics? Did you get an email? Did someone call you? What was that introduction like? My mom and I actually talked about it, and it was just something that we had heard of in my previous state, and we were curious about it, and my mom recommended it to me because there wasn't anything else out there. I wasn't what you would call qualified for home and community-based services. They said I was too high-functioning, too low-functioning, and all that, 
And I admit I was hesitant to join because my past experience has been not really one of um, fun. I'm not what you would call athletic or talented in sports. And so that was my hesitation. But my mom said in her words of wisdom, what have we got to lose? If we don't like it, we won't go again. So we took that leap of faith. We went, we joined for the basketball season and I have never looked back. I was welcomed with warm embraces, the spirit of aloha. We became ohana, which is family. I love that. I think that's something that we can all hold on to. You look at a situation, you think about it, and then you go, what do you have to lose? Like, what's the worst that could happen? And when you talk about family, what does that mean to you? Is that just the people in your employ? You consider that the Special Olympics community? What is Ohana? What did you learn while you lived in Hawaii? I learned that Ohana could be anything. It's not just your blood family. That's just part of it. But it could be your community. In my case, it was our Navy Ohana for a bit till my dad retired. And then, of course, there was the Special Olympics Ohana. Everyone there is family, your friends, your brothers, your sisters. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. You could come from a different island. Everyone is there. You give high fives. You give hugs. Ohana and the Aloha spirit is everywhere, and everyone wants to share it. Family means to me community, acceptance, love, embracing a person just as they are. That's what a Special Olympics did for me. They accepted me where I was at, who I am, just as I am. My whole experience in school had been, you have to be like everybody else. You got to act like everybody else. You have to keep up like everybody else. And in the Special Olympics world, that none of that is there. They just take you as you are and they go, okay, we'll work on that. We'll build you up or we'll I take you where you are. I love that individuality. You know, just to uh, share a brief story. I've been able to work with Special Olympics as, as a volunteer dating back to when I was in school just by going out and, and playing basketball. For me, it was a fun way to get school credit and then play ball. I didn't I didn't care who I was playing with or against. It was a fun experience. But I remember back in 2015, I was in Los Angeles at the World Games and it, it took place at the convention center. And I remember walking into the convention center and it was just everybody having fun. And I loved it because whether you were an athlete from Idaho or Florida, there was Dakembe Mutombo just having fun. It was Christy Yamaguchi having fun. It wasn't like status. It wasn't this is person is more important than that person. It seemed like a family where everybody kind of had their own role and their own part just for everybody to be together, really. Exactly. That's how I feel. It was the same at the 2018 USA Games, too. I had the opportunity to compete there with Team Hawaii. Everyone was excited to meet us. I learned that Alaska and Hawaii are very rare. One of the traditions for the World Games and even the USA Games is pin trading. When they learn you're from Hawaii, they will come up to you, no matter what you're doing, and say, Hawaii, you want to trade? And it doesn't matter where you come from. Everyone's friends. Everyone cheers us on. It's fun. It's it's Ohana. It's family. Family, family. So when you finally got involved with Special Olympics, you and your mom said, let's go ahead and, and try this out. What sports did you participate in? I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm what you'd call a year-round athlete. My first sport was basketball. Then I tried out for softball, swimming, and then soccer. 
Awesome. And then you got some awards. You got a gold medal, don't you? I do. I actually got, it was so cool. We came back with a gold medal at the 2018 USA Games, something I never expected or saw coming. It was so much fun. And I always carry it with me to like special events such as Day at the Capitol or even our Cheer for Champions in Hawaii, which is kind of like Breakfast for Champions, but different. You know, they say bring your medals and that's the one that I would always grab. So even now today, how active are you as an athlete in addition to being a global messenger? I would say fairly active here in Texas. I am in the middle of my basketball season. I do compete and swim. Track and field is still new to me, but yes, I'm very active. Now you talk about being in Texas now. There's a big difference, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a big difference between being in Hawaii and being in Texas. What has this experience been like for you in the Lone Star State over the past several years? <laughs> um, it's definitely different weather-wise. I do miss the clear blue skies, the water, the mountains. There's so much of Hawaii to miss. But the ad bonus here in Texas is that this is where my mama is from, where her parents are. This is the closest we've ever been to them, considering we're a military family. And it's just so much fun when we have free time on the weekends. My mom will ask, you want to go to Grammys today? And I'll say, sure, I do. It's just so much fun. And the Special Olympics is a huge one. There are like four delegations, north, south, east, west. And I've been involved in several Breakfast of Champions. and. That's been pretty fun. It's just been such an interesting experience, unique compared to Hawaii. So you're saying in Texas, there are four different divisions of Special Olympics just by itself? Yeah, there are four areas. I'm sorry, I got the word wrong. Areas of Special Olympics Texas statewide. And there's like a lot of athletes. I would say maybe over 30,000. It's a pretty big state. I think Texas is our second largest. So they're everywhere. I always try to tell folks when discussing Special Olympics that it's not just one event or two events. Here's summer games, here winter games. Like there are activities that take place all year round, everywhere. And there are different opportunities for people to volunteer, to play, people of all levels and, and different abilities. Do you have a, a favorite story throughout your time that stands out to you? Is there a favorite experience that you've had with Special Olympics? My gosh, that's a really tough question. But I think my favorite experience was just getting to go to the USA Games in Seattle. That was the first time I'd ever been there at that level. I never saw it coming. It was such a rare treat. And it was just so cool to see all the athletes coming together from different parts of North America. And then there was the World Games. I went there as a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger. And the best part for me was, as I mentioned, for the USA Games, was seeing everyone from around the world come together for one common goal, the competition of sports. And it got me to thinking, if people can come together for sports, then anything is possible. We just have to strive for it. Absolutely. I, I've always found that, that athletics is, is, is really something that can bring people together, as, as you just said. You know, people don't think about skin tone or color or, or gender or what city or state you're from uh, when you say, hey, let's just go out there and play. In a simple way, what would the world look like if everyone was inclusive? Well, I can honestly say in a quick sense that 
if everyone was more inclusive, there wouldn't be that individual on the outside looking in. That used to be me. I was always on the sidelines of life. I know what it's like to not be included in pretty much anything. Most of the time, we pretty much had to beg just to be a part of something. So I know what that's like. And so if the world were more inclusive, there wouldn't be that person on the sidelines. Everyone would be involved. Everyone would be included. And the world would be a better place. And we wouldn't be seen as individuals with disabilities. We'd be seen as, pe seen as people with abilities. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy what are you doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I find a lot of times, whether I'm on air or in person or speaking tours, people who don't 
know about Special Olympics, once you tell them about it, they start going, well, I didn't know that. Well, I can participate this way. Well, I don't know if I, well, I can, I can, I don't have to coach. I can hand out food. I can do this. What would you say to someone who's finding out more about Special Olympics, but they feel like, eh, they don't know if they want to jump in? What, what advice would you give to them? My advice would be to see that if they really want to get involved, to look up the Special Olympics on the website and to just tell them, you know, if you don't feel comfortable being a coach, you can certainly be a volunteer. And if you want to be out there with the athletes, you can sign up as a unified partner. There are so many avenues in Special Olympics. Well, Renee Manfredi, you've had so many experiences just because you took a chance. And you jumped in and you've had the benefit of, of being all over the world. Uh, I've, I've seen some of your work. A couple of years ago, you sang the national anthem at a Boston Red Sox game. What was that experience like? That was both exciting and nerve wracking. I was pretty scared, but it was such a rare treat. One, because that's where my dad is from. So that's his home team. And two, it was such a unique experience. I've often always wanted to try to do something like that. Sing the national anthem. I know for the most part, there are all kinds of celebrities like Whitney Houston, who's gotten to sing at the Super Bowl, all kinds of people. But to be there as an athlete for Special Olympics was such a rare treat. To be seen as a person with a talent, a gift that I want to share with everyone was so is so rare. And I, that was really what touched me. I'm a person with an ability, not a disability. I think that's the one thing people often see. When they hear you have a disability, the walls are up. They push back and they go, oh, okay. And they immediately come up with a list or things that say, you can't do this, you can't do that. But what about our abilities? What about the things we can do? That's the thing that's missing. That's what Special Olympics looks at. That's the difference. Special Olympics doesn't look at your disability. They look at your ability. I mean, they know you have one and they want to work with you. That's the whole point. But they don't focus on that. That's not the focus. Focus is the ability. How can we work with you? And that holds true, I think, for all of us. I think everyone individually as human beings, we have things that, that we're good at. We have things that we're not so good at. You know, no one's going to wake up and mistake me for an NBA basketball player. No one is going to look at even for me myself and go, oh, well, he's, uh, you know, he's the greatest artist of the world. But, you know, I, I talk for a living. I think I'm, I'm good at it. And there's always room for improvement in everything that you do. And so I like the fact that you, you bring up that point. You do so much public speaking. I think you should do more singing. You did an awesome job with that national anthem. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you do so much public speaking. What's your ultimate message, regardless of the audience that you're in front of? What do you want people to learn when they hear you speak? My hope is that they, when they hear my story, they will be touched. I'm hoping to reach those who may have felt like I felt on the sidelines of life, wondering, okay, what am I going to do now? You know, I'm stuck. Where am I going to go? I want them to know there is a place out there for them. They just have to keep looking for it and have the faith to keep going forward. My hope is that people will hear me and see my ability, not just my disability. 
and give people a chance. You know, when our voices are heard and people really listen to us, that's when change is really made. And, and you are certainly an agent of change, Renee Manfredi. You know, I, I got a few more questions for you. Dad is a Red Sox fan. You're living in Texas now. Your introduction to Special Olympics was with basketball. Are there any other sports that you're interested in watching and that you keep up with as opposed to just playing? My dad may be from the Boston area. My mom is from Texas. So I'm, I try to ask curious questions like, okay, how are the Patriots doing? What about the Cowboys? How are they doing? Or if it's baseball season, what are the Red Sox up to? I try to ask curious questions to see how they're doing. My brother-in-law is a Chicago Bears fan, so he really keeps up. He's a dedicated fan. He watches his team, and you can always tell when it's a good or bad day. If it's a bad day, he's a real grump. You really want to keep away from him. But for the most part, I just try to ask, you know, how's your team doing? And he'll say, ugh, they're doing terrible, or they're doing okay. It sounds like you have a... You have inclusion in your family as well. Everybody's a different fan of something else, huh? Yes. That's cool. And then any other hobbies, things that you're into? Are you still singing more? What else do you do? Well, I, one of the singing is one of my hobbies. I do love to exercise as an athlete. It's a good idea to keep yourself fit so you can perform well. I love movies. I'm a Star Wars fan, Harry Potter fan, Once Upon a Time fan. I love Marvel. And I do collect Star Wars memorabilia. I'm into pins, not just Special Olympics pins, but Disney pins too. So there's all kinds of things I like to do. And one of the things I got into before I left to Hawaii was stand-up paddleboard. That's actually one of the sports here. And I'm hoping at some point to get involved with that so I can continue to develop my skills. Stand-up paddleboard? Yes. It's kind of like surfing, but it's different. You're not really riding the waves. You are in a way, but the board is wider and you have a paddle and you just stand on it once you gain your balance. I know for me, I fell several times, but fortunately for me, I had a soft landing, aka water. But once you get the hang of it, it's pretty fun. And once you really get into it, you can um, do some exercises on the board. I know for me, I would try to attempt a yoga with some balance. Balance is one of the things that I have to work on. So wow. it was fun. I have seen someone stand up paddleboard in the Hudson River in New York, and I thought he was absolutely crazy. I know if I tried that, I'd fall right over. I, I, I got my work cut out for me. But I think something that we can both agree on, and I'm, I'm sure plenty of our, our listeners as well, I love Star Wars. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? That would be Qui-Gon Jinn, portrayed by Liam Neeson. Why? Because he's a wise man of wisdom? Is, is that why? Something like that. I don't know. There was just something about his character that drew me to him. I can't really explain it, but, you know, it's, hey, what can I say? I hear you. You know, one of my favorite characters, I, I guess he's, well, he's one of the main ones. I like Darth Vader. Oh, he's a classic. I like Darth Vader. I liked him when he was, before he was Darth Vader. I liked him when he was good. I liked him when he was bad. I, I don't know. Maybe I see a little bit of myself in there, but I try to be good. The majority of the time. The actor, Ray Park Darth Maul, made a valid point in one of the interviews. He said that everybody's got a dark side to him, and that's true. It's just a matter of which side you choose to nurture. That we all have a bit of Darth Vader and Qui-Gon and the Jedi in us, too. I can dig that. As you keep going forward, for all of your many accomplishments, 
global messenger, multi-sport athlete, uh, speaker, agent of inclusion. What's next for you? What are some goals that you want to accomplish moving forward? I would like to continue in my public speaking career, wherever or whatever that is. Definitely continue to be an athlete for however long I can. I love the thing about Special Olympics is that there is no age limit. You can stop whenever you feel like it's time or you're ready. So hopefully for me, that will be a long time coming. But I definitely want to maybe look into a possible career with Special Olympics International. As of right now, I'm a paid consultant, which has been extended for another two years. But my hope is that somehow, somewhere along the line, I can really give back to this organization as an employee or whatever, because they've done so much for me. And what better way to give back to the organization that has changed my life and to the God that has led me here than to work with them? Well, I want you to leave our listeners, uh, especially for people who might feel a little bit more on the dark side, uh, people who might feel excluded. What message of encouragement would you share to our listeners who feel like they're on the outside looking in? Don't give up. Don't lose faith. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And the place you're looking for is out there. You just have to keep going forward on the path. You've done an amazing job at, at such already. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here with us, Renee. Uh, you have an amazing story. There are going to be a lot of folks who are inspired by what they've just heard. And we don't want people to just listen into this show and this podcast every week. We want people to, to get up and be inspired, to be active. And so you coming on and joining us has certainly helped move people in that direction. So I want to thank you here for being our first guest on Agents of Inclusion. Mahalo Thank you very much. It was such an honor to be here as well. Thank you. Thank you. I want to encourage you to get active in your community. Go to specialolympics.org. And make sure you come back next week as we come through with a new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can always find it and share it on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Agents of Inclusion.